I feel like I haven't seen your face in a minute. Well, here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we tried to record this on Anchor uh, the way we did last time, which seemed to work out perfectly. But today, um, it wasn't in our favor. (laughs) We tried about five or six times to get on, and it was mostly me listening to Michelle say, hello. I'm not going to sit here and talk to myself. (laughs) And then cackling. (laughs) But welcome to No Lies Detected. I'm Megan Tadges. I'm somewhere. (laughs) The podcast where we talk about the truths you need to know and the lies you tell yourself. Those dirty, dirty lies. And uh, they've been extra dirty lately. Y'all ain't washing your hands dirty. I mean, I have my own personal thoughts about this virus and this, but I don't want to get into that because it becomes that becomes a political thing, and and I'm not trying to make it political at all. I just, I just, I think these are the two things that we need to understand the government lies true and the government lies fair okay so these are things to always consider whenever you're watching the government's news Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that things aren't real and they don't exist Mm -hmm. i just don't i think the the hysteria is unhelpful Mm -hmm. protect your face protect your mind this experience um, regardless of how you feel about what's coming out, what's being said, is use this as an opportunity to look at the ways that the government may distract or may lie um, in different areas beyond just this uh, epidemic. Yeah. Um, not to say that, I mean, listen, Trump's been out here trying to get everyone to go back to work, go back to the bars, open them back up. We're not testing anymore. And I just saw today that they're closing down bars and restaurants again in Los Angeles. So well, the other the other thing are the other thing that I you know because <laughs> I don't believe anything, but um, I just I, I think that we're in an election year, okay? And so okay. I, I'm t- taking a look at all the states that they're calling out that all of a sudden have these spikes, mm-hmm. and. Um, what I do know is that the government lies and their opportunists as well. So mm-hmm. while I do believe that, um, and I know it to be true, um, that there is a virus out there and it is, and people are getting sick and um, the sensationalizing of it though is mm-hmm. detrimental to people's mental health mm-hmm. because people uh, will get, get paranoid and that's not healthy. Um, it's not healthy for your nervous system. It's not health- healthy for your immune system. Um, um, they get paranoid and they and they uh, get anxious, and because you know we're not going to stay in the house forever. So this is not going to be forever. So sure. eventually, at some point, we're all going to venture out and start living life as we were sure. before. When I don't know that when that will be, but. I just think that it's so easy for people to be controlled. And mm-hmm. so for me, anytime I think about my own safety and my own health, I do whatever I need to do for my own safety and my own health. But I, I never leave with fear. And, and I see a lot of people reposting and listen, focus on your fucking self. Don't worry about who's wearing a mask and who's not wearing a mask. You cannot stop the order of life. You cannot stop the order of it. People are going to do what they want to do. And there is nothing that we can do about it. 
We already know what to do. Stop watching the news. Stop obsessing over this. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. That's all you can focus on. Everything else is, is it's true. There's nothing else. That, there's nothing else that can be done. It's one of and, those things where, like, yeah, it's gonna. Anyone that's going out wearing a mask or not wearing a mask um, that just believes that there's not there's nothing to be worried about at all. That's it's gonna show up the way it's gonna show up for them. And 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 and, and 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 for the listen, I don't I don't think. This is not, it's not lost on me that at some point in, in our history, in, in, at, at any time, that we're going to look back and be like, wow, remember that time they sensationalized this and we all believed that it was this bad and it really wasn't this bad? Or remember when we all, it always happens, that's always the case. That doesn't mean that something isn't real. And what happens is, this is not about it being real or not. What's happening is when you have a system that is only about power and control, they will put out misinformation. They don't care. And this is what I was telling my father. I said, they lied about history and people are just realizing that. Only just realizing that. What else do you think they were lying about? They blatantly lied to you about history. Yeah. So when I hear, when I watch the news, I'm watching a system that has script that is scripted for everyone. Everybody's mm-hmm. hearing the same information, the same information. So you got to heed what they say. You can't take everything. You can heed it. You can listen to it, but you got to take it with a grain of salt because what are they lying about? Well, but I think we, it goes back to what you talk about all the time, which is discernment, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's understanding that even within what's happening, oh, of course they're doing like <laughs> full on everything outside my window right now. Um, in the middle of everything, you really have to question where things are coming from, the purpose of them, the impact of them, make your own personal decisions. And the reality is that like in the way that people all of a sudden are so concerned about germs and like cleaning things down and washing their hands is really shining a light on something that apparently a bunch of people weren't paying attention to that at any point and not to listen, COVID doesn't sound like a fucking party. Like it's killing, it's killing people. It's, it's, we're still figuring out what's going on, but there have also throughout this entire time been diseases and things and viruses that we could have gotten that could have killed us. And no one was that concerned. So Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, just use this as an opportunity to look at how you're living your life and what you're doing Um, and to protect yourself the best that you can, but also understand that like the big thing that I've, you know, I mean, is being reconfirmed for me is that, um, (laughs) see, now I'm getting distracted is that, you know, I forgot it. (laughs) (laughs) What I, what I'll say, I'll say today. (laughs) I forgot it. (laughs) I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, I have lots of questions because of my, just the way my mind is. I have like a lawyer type mind. I can't help myself, but mm-hmm. you know, I have lots of questions about all of these people. Hmm. I won't say that. I don't want to say that. Cause I don't want to get into that. Well, well what I will say though, is if you turn on the news, when you turn on the news, you don't even have to turn on the news. Cause it's not about news. Everything that is said everything that is given in terms of information when it's coming from that system. Numbers are, numbers are to be inflated. Numbers are movable, right? 
numbers are movable and you don't have to prove anything until you do. And most of the times it's only in a court of law that you have to do that. If it never hits that, you never really have to prove anything. So you could just say anything. You could say any old, any old number that you want to, you could, you could, you, you can use numbers to persuade people into fear. Okay. And they've done it before they always do it. And when you're living in a system that, that oppresses you at such high levels, you understand it in a different way. So the thing is the way that the system is, it is, it's kind of like, I I keep going back to the Truman show, Mm. but it's kind of like the Truman show where he, from when he was a baby, he didn't realize that the entire, his entire town was fake. Mm. He didn't know. He didn't know until he was an adult. That's what a lot of people are going through. Right yes. He didn't know until he was an adult. He thought that Fiji, there was no such thing as Fiji. He thought mm-hmm. the world had been, like, because his teachers told him this, he believed that his wife was a nurse. He didn't know anything. He didn't know yeah. anything. And then as soon as he put two and two together, what yeah. happened? As soon as he put two and two together, what happened? Everybody started worry, worrying. And then you know what they did? They sent his best friend in there. Hey, go go over there with some beers. Like try, if you haven't seen Truman Show, go watch the Truman Show. Because yeah. they worked, the entire show was built around this one person. And so what mm. I'm saying is, white folks are Truman. Living, <laughs> living in a world where they didn't know, they had no idea. They had no idea. So that everything that they're cons- consuming is just like, well, they said it was this, so it must be that. No, 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 no. That's that. Just because somebody says it doesn't mean that that's what it is. Oh, I, I remember what I was going to say before. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Which was what was reconfirmed for me, and I think that I see a lot of times, especially with people that have any kind of privilege, is just there's this idea that like things are fair. Things will work out the way that's fair, right? Like there will be a happy ending. It'll all work out. And I think mm-hmm. this experience should reconfirm that there is no fair. There mm-hmm. is no anyone that's going to do the right thing and and survive or whatever, or people that went out are necessarily going to die. The reality is that like, this is not based on what's right or okay or fair. No, it's, it's just, it's, this is it's life. life. This is what it's is. It's just life. So when, um, what's her face? I don't know what she said. Um, I can only imagine. <laughs> what's her name? She's a pop star. Pretty Spears. No, the one that was like, people die. Oh, uh, um, uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Okay. So she yeah, said yeah. that. Now, I understood what she was saying, but she didn't say it in the right context. Yeah, the way she she said it was not. And and not also also that she doesn't know who her audience is, because I can say that. I can I can I can say that to my audience and they know. But you can't say that to an audience that believes in a system like that because Mm -hmm. they don't understand where you're coming from. Okay, when you when you when you say things like that, people like that. They internalize people, people who internalize things that you say, don't take accountability for themselves because they expect Mm. you to be kind, nice, and not say mean things that's going to hurt their feelings. Yeah. Right. So if I say, 
first of all, my audience knows if I say people die, don't come at me like, oh, with a, with a, well, you know, my uncle died from this. So I think you, uh, I wish you would. I wish you would reconsider what you're saying to me because I don't know who your fucking uncle is. Mm. And you're internalizing what I'm saying because you feel a kind of way about someone in your family dying from this. And that is not what I'm saying. What I'm meaning is life has a natural order. And we, if you understand that, you don't fear death. You don't fear aging. You just understand that life is life. So I think when you, when you become a, when you, it's not even a thought, when you become awakened to, to yourself, you're always ready to learn. You're always ready to grow. You're always open to being reflect, reflected back to. Mm-hmm. After you're also that, aware that nothing is going to look the way that it does now once there's time out from it. Right. Which might, which might be, we might, it might be worse than it is. Right. It's, it's a lot of information. So if you stay with yourself, because yes, you should educate yourself, educate yourself for sure. But don't think you're cracking some code by, you know, by educating yourself and then sharing it with somebody else who's been living in it, you know, cause I've had some people that are like, did you know? Yes. Yes. I knew. I, I, I knew this. <laughs> you didn't know that, but I knew this. Yeah. So I can understand there's an excitement as well because you're just like, you know, we need to get this out there. Nobody knows this. And it's like, hun, you were played. They've been playing you. They knew this. <laughs> Listen, everybody out there, Christopher Columbus in history talking about, you should, did you know about this? It's, honey, you, yes, we know. We all knew. We've been trying to tell y'all. <laughs> I think, I think that it's really, really important to, Go inside yourself to discover what does affect you and, and ask yourself why it affects you. And then you, and you sit in there. Somebody asked me today, how, how can I mourn and deal with my pain mm. while staying motivated? And so I was like, listen. Mm, that's a tall you, order. <laughs> I said, let me tell you something. If you get the answer to that, you need to patent it and sell it, girl, because I don't know nobody who can do all three at the same time. I don't know of any. And I said, this is the thing. Words have been so overused and misused. Motivated for what? What are you motivating yourself for? Mm. You want to honor your pain. That's what they said. I want to honor my pain and I want to be able to mourn. Okay, so then do that. What's wrong with doing that? What you think you're not, you're not motivating, you're not motivating or not motivated because you're doing that. Mm. You can only do that, but you can't, that doesn't change. You should be, I said, motivate, be motivated to be human. How about that? Throw everything else out. Everything that you learn, staying motivated is a lie. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's how they, all they want you to do is work so you can make them money. Yeah, it's capitalism. Right. It's the whole That's goal. all they want. The, the grind culture in general is really focused around yeah. like, don't sleep, get up, <laughs> want it more than anyone else. Do the most all of the time, every platform. And it's no wonder that all of a sudden everyone has fucking anxiety and depression. Yes. And, and um, oh, what we, what is the thing? Uh, oh, fuck. Imposter syndrome. Yes. And like all of all these other things that we're trying to give names to. When the reality is that none of us are listening to our body that's telling us, I'm not happy doing this at this speed. I'm not made to do this much. Right. Why are you beating me up? It's like the idea of, and listen, I've been, I mean, 
we're all going through stuff right now in mourning, but like mourning Margo, I just think about Margo today. I'm getting real sad. Mm -hmm. And that's, I've definitely had moments where I'm like, I I want to be doing more, you know, I, I feel like, okay, I'm finally ready to start making something. And then the feelings come back. And what I've been journaling a lot and writing down a lot is just like, just accept where you are and just, it, you have to do the work now and the healing now, because if you break a leg and you were like, well, I know I broke my leg and like, I should be resting and icing this and like taking care of it, but I need to be moving. You're going to damage yourself and you're never going to heal. So do the work, take the time now, which we all have and, and do what you need I to think, do. I think also the concept is, this is a great, this is a great conversation conversation because I want to talk about, movement being motivated they've taught us all thing but we all have a different kind of oppression face a different kind of oppression so white people have very little oppression white women have oppression and gay lesbian like anybody under any kind of realm of anything where that group is oppressed. If you're yeah. white, then yes, you, you, you carry that form of oppression. Right. But if you, I'm talking about, we're talking about the waste of white American kind of family, traditional, all that stuff. And then it goes down, it goes down the chain in terms of like what other things you have on top of that. Right. So depending on where you are will depend on how you look at psychology and what you believe you should be doing and where you should be based on your your indoctrination. So if you are mourning and you are grieving, what you're learning is in order for you to move on, you have to get over it first. And that's not true. To get over anything, mm. it's coming with you. You will always think about Margot. Always. Yeah. Even when you're in the midst of being busy, she's going to come up and she's going to slow you down. So just deal with it. You just deal mm. with it. But that doesn't mean that you're not being motivated and you're not working towards something. It's just something has happened. And, and what happens is the, the, the lessons that we learn is that we got to get over in order to stay focused, in order to enjoy the wonderful things in life, that we can't mourn and we can't be sad while we're doing that. You can. You can. You don't have to hold yourself in mourning. When you're mourning, you mourn. But if you start laughing about something, go ahead and laugh about it. If you feel like you want to move, move with something, you want to yeah. work on something, go ahead. It doesn't, it doesn't diminish your mourning or your grieving or the person or the thing that you're grieving. It's just life has to, has to move. And so if you're whole, yeah. captive, holding yourself hostage to your grievances and to your mourning and to your sadness, that's the issue. That when, that's when it becomes an issue because the thing is that life is always going to bring something about and we're going to, you have to deal with it, but dealing with it does, doesn't, it's not, uh, it, it doesn't have any time or space. It's just, it just is, you just deal with it and you don't know how long it's going to take, or there is no length. It's, it just comes up when it comes up. And so this concept that you have to be over something or get over something is, it's the same thing when you look at black and black folks, when people say, well, 
that was so long ago and you can't get just can't get over it no we can't get over it it actually happened to us and it's still happening and also the people that say that are people that are like still crying over like their high school fucking crush you know like or someone didn't (laughs) hug me enough when I was like a toddler and so now I'm fucked up for the rest of my life like right but those are, but it's the thing, but they are the same things, yeah. right? Yeah, it so just exists with you. It just exists with you. And so, and I wouldn't diminish anything, any, anybody who's crying over something like a, you know, an ex from a very long no, time no. school days or whatever. But if anything, if it, it should, it should be an insight into empathy and compassion right. for what other right. people are feeling and experiencing. Right. But if you're holding on to that as given a reason as why you can't move forward, mm then that that becomes an issue because for but that's why it's so hard for black people because every time we come over and we get over the hump something else is thrown at us to pull us back down and that is an issue because you can think about margot right but nobody's giving you another dog every single time and then taking it away from right yeah somebody's taking it away from you that is the equivalent of that kind of hurt. It's like you work so hard and then all of a sudden they say, oh, you got too much? Nope, taking that away. That is a real real issue for the black community. Mm. So that every time we do work hard and we do well for us to come, it's like, nah, we don't want that. That's too much. Now you got too much. And so that's really, that's really the fight there. It's not really, it has nothing to do with just race. It's the fact that this kind of oppression is unprecedented. Like nobody else has to go through that. No. And it's interesting, like what, especially white America will call terrorism and what they won't. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly terrorism. Mm -hmm. You're you're making people afraid, destabilizing even their ability to believe that they can have the things that they deserve. Even when they overcome time and time and time and time again. Yeah. Because of course you make someone feel never safe in this country, never able to have anything. Mm-hmm. it's like of course so so when people talk about uh cops and you know i've never trusted police officers ever i i i anytime i from when i was a kid i was scared of them mm. i was just scared i was always here even when i'm driving now and i'm you know i'm 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 strong in myself and, and who i am but even when i you know driving now when i see a cop i'm like oh shit they might pull me over and i'm not doing anything but I've been pulled over many times for just being black and um, being asked to step out of the car and in the cold. I remember one time um, my ex-husband and I were driving from, um, I was on tour and we were driving from New York back to Florida and we had stopped in Virginia to see my family for a couple of days and we're driving through, and I always get stopped in Virginia, always get stopped in Virginia. It's like, oh God. And um, we're driving and it was dead of winter. It was snowing. It was so cold. And we get pulled over and we got pulled over because our GPS wasn't, was in between the, the driver and the, and the passenger and not on the left side of the driver seat. So it has, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the phone had to be on the left side which was distracting in itself because instead of right. So, but that's the rule. And then also Mm -hmm. our windows were very darkly tinted, but in in the state of Florida, they were fine. Yeah. And we have Florida plates and we're headed South. Mm -hmm. So 
So deduction so would, would mean. Right. So yeah. he pulls us over. We weren't speeding. So he pulls us over and I'm driving and immediately he's like, can you get out the car? And I'm just like, is there a reason why you pulled me over? Was I speeding? He was like, well, you know, your license. And then he tells me about the and I'm like, okay. And I said, can you just give me a ticket? He was like, I'm going to need you to step out of the car. And I was like, fuck. And, and, and Elliot was just like, is there, he was like, he's like, I don't need you to, to, you know, he said, I don't, we don't need to escalate this just, to, and I was just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Let me just get out of the car because mm. I don't even pull no gun on me or nothing like that. I don't, and these, this is a, re, this is every day. I'm just driving. Yeah. Real thing that like, just like, damn, I don't want to wake up in the morning. This is like, if I don't do this, right. If you don't know fear like that, about something so can you still hear me yeah i can hear you okay it's saying that my internet is unstable i don't know why it's like it, 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 it's occasionally like skipping out but okay i'm getting that. um you don't know that can't you have to be listening when somebody's telling you this is a real thing this is something that you know on a daily basis i could go outside and not know that i'm not com- and, and not know if i'm going to come home or not yeah Right. So uh, I get out the car and it's cold and it's windy and it's snowing and I'm standing out there and I'm just shaking. I don't have my jacket on. Like, says, where are you coming from? And I said, I'm coming from, I'm coming from New York. And he was like, okay, what were you doing in New York? Like this is, what does this have per- anything to do with a fucking GPS? Right. Exactly. So I said, I said, I was doing what I do. Like, I just, like, I just looked at him blank. Like I was doing what I do. And so he was like, okay, hold on, hold there a moment. And he goes and he talks to Elliot and he comes back over and he says, well, he says you came from Virginia. And I said, well, Virginia is after New York. So, well, what were you doing in Virginia? You just said you came from New York. I said, I was in New York. And then I was in Virginia. it's like what are you trying to catch me in right now i'm just driving across the country so well do you know people in virginia i know people in virginia i said did you pull me out of the car to ask me a bunch of questions because unless i'm being detained for something i'd like to go back in my car because it is rather cold Mm. all right well just i'm just gonna let you off with a warning gee thanks Jesus. That took, I was outside, I was standing outside for at least seven minutes waiting for him to investigate something, a non, a non, a yeah, non-issue. Well, and it's clear, it's, it's not about GPS. It's no, not about it's chance. not. It's nothing. No. no. So, and that's just one story, right? Yeah. But I have many stories like that. I have many, I have stories where I've been surrounded by many cops, lights flashing, hands on the on 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 the gun for for because my taillight was out like just things like that actually happen Mm. it's very very real now I haven't died but I could have but yeah at any point and if that is a real threat 
then you have to think, well, damn, if that's an actual threat, the other thing that now I have to think about is when I drive, if I'm going on a road trip, do I go alone? Can I go alone? Where am I driving? Where These are things that Black folks have to actually deal with and figure out on a day-to-day basis. Don't drive through this neighborhood. If I'm going to a new state, I need, I need to make sure that I can, because this is telling me to take side roads and back roads and all that other stuff. And you and I have been on road trips before. We have, we've, yeah, we've had this conversation where like, yes, and, and we it's, were in it's one of those things for as much as I know, it's still something that I hadn't quite clicked in like a, in a 2018, 2019 world for me where I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. us going yeah. and driving in these mountains in this forest right now, if something happened, if we had to get out of the car, yes. I need to be aware enough to know that I need to be the one to get out of the car. I need to be the one Can't to be me because... <laughs> Exactly. You never right. know who's right. Up. And I, it was a real thing where we were driving and we were in the mountains and yeah. it started to get dark. And I was like, okay, Megan, we, we need to figure this yeah. out because I, we, I don't know where we are. Mm-hmm. And it, all of this is very reminiscent to yeah. something that I don't want to be in. Yeah. Right. And I don't lead with fear, but I also lead, I, I lead with caution. Mm. So I have to, I'm always, uh, checking my surrounding. And these are actual things that black people have to be the, their own detective, their own doctor, their mm-hmm. own fucking police officer. We have to be our own lawyer. We got to know shit. Uh, I've because... literally seen you be all of these things just since <laughs> January. <laughs> I mean, we got a background in crime scene cleanup. <laughs> we, we, I mean, just God bless. But, that, but no, but seriously, that's like, perfect example. That, that was like, yeah, that is a perfect example. My mom even said that she was like, I wonder how Megan, what Megan took in watching all this. I said, I'm pretty sure she was shocked that we, of all of the things that were happening. And then on top of that, all the things that I had to do in order to just get some justice yeah. for myself. And, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where like, I'm consistently confronted by things that in the context of my own life, I can look back and say, oh, wow, I would expect a different outcome because of how I've been treated. And that's absolutely privileged. Like I've, Mm -hmm. I've had issues with an apartment that was leaking because there was a fire and, you know, went and complained and showed up and whatever, and eventually got moved into a new apartment. You had someone Mm -hmm. literally fucking die Mm -hmm. (laughs) on your balcony and it's mm-hmm. still an issue. Like mm-hmm. they didn't give a fuck. And nope. so it's, it's, it's just very sobering because it's like things that I know it's when you see it face to face and in real life, it's just undeniable. Right. And then you look at, um, I mean, I don't really know who this person is. Everybody keeps talking about, um, Shane Dawson. <laughs> yes. I don't know who this person is, okay? Oh, but but I just I I I saw something. I think Jada Pinkett. Now I follow Jada Pinkett. Wow. Let me tell you what she said. She said something Shane Dawson or something. It's enough or whatever. Nobody's buying whatever. Whatever excuses she said. Are enough the excuses. Right. And I was like, Shane, who's Shane Dawson? Who's she talking about? So I Google, I Google Shane Dawson and I see it's a white man. I'm like, I, I need, I need, <laughs> I'm need, already, <laughs> I even need to know because they get away with everything. Yeah. Okay. Everything. I've never done anything illegal in my life to any degree mm-hmm. for a police officer, police officers to surround me. Okay. And it's happened. So, mm-hmm. like, whenever I see something and it's 
it's it's brought along with some white man's face. I'm like, here you go. You probably got away with like the ultimate crime. Mm-hmm. And and everybody's justifying for you. What did you apologize for? And now everybody's forgiving you. Listen, I <laughs> Shane Dawson was a, a huge YouTuber around the time that really we were early on YouTube. Okay. Um, and he was known for like just I mean I didn't really watch him, but he eventually people started to realize that he had been doing blackface. He'd been okay. doing all these characters. He, uh, in the past few years, it's come out about podcasts and stuff he did where he was like making jokes about kids being sexy. Um, and like doing all this kind of like, yes, saying, saying (laughs) just like horrific things that were like under the umbrella of what he believed a joke was. Out out loud in the public? Out loud in videos, in podcasts, like throughout time well well you know then it makes sense why 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 president trump could be the president i mean the, yeah we <laughs> perfect example. like if you could if you could just say these things and then be voted as president of course they're gonna they're gonna keep the, they're gonna keep the train rolling this video came out where Shane, you know is is faux jerking off on this video or this photo of willow who's 11 and so that is what got the Smiths essentially involved in everything that's happening. And it just keeps snowballing from here. Although again, he has been canceled. These things have come up so many times that I don't, I don't even know what being canceled looks like because it's just so consistent, so constant. I mean, the thing, the things people get away with because of the color of their skin or their gender is just crazy to me. This is crazy. And it's it's and it's one of those things too where it's like he's fucked up and then there's an entire audience that didn't even push back, didn't question it, didn't think about it. Probably kids that then went on to say jokes like that, to to say things like that, to think things like that. It's a sickness. It's the biggest virus of them all, to be honest with you. So, you know, remember I told you I was like, you know, I've said this before, but like, you know, I said when it's the end of the world, black people we're gonna be okay. I feel fine. You know, this this uh, this is a song I know, so I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm totally fine. You know, it's just kind of like you know, my sister she came to visit. She was here with her kids and her family, and, and they go out. I mean, they they wear masks and stuff like that, but she's you know she goes out and she's just like, if I'm meant to die, I'm gonna die. But she goes out and she wears her mask and she follows protocol and all that other stuff. But she was like, I, I like, there's already so many things that we are not allowed to do as black folks. She was like, I'm just, I, I have two kids and I can't, I can't allow this to, to stop me from doing what it is I need to do. And so she said, and I understand that and I respect that because she's like, I don't want my kids living in a, an extra fear that they already have to be uh, um, aware of, which is the fact that they're two yeah. black little girls. That's enough. And, yeah. and I, I, I can't, I can't, I won't perpetuate the hysteria in their lives because it's, 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 it's enough already. She's like, it's just enough already. Like we, I, I shouldn't have to raise my children this way. Um, and she's right. And I've, I've, I've had a lot of friends, um, some of my white friends that are just like, 
well, I don't know how to talk to my kids about it. I'm just going to wait until they get a little bit older. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, this is the time to talk about it now. <laughs> don't you wait. Well, they're too young. They're too young. Would you say no, that? No, they're living through it. Do you say that to the black children? Would you say that to the black five-year-old that knows already? Because it's not fair for them either. But if they know, your white children should know as well. They're never too yeah. young. And you could be upset, be upset at the system that make you have to talk talk to your children about these things because mm. when I was a kid I got the talk this is where you can go this is where you can't go this is what you're going to have to do this is what you like all of those things and that's a lot to carry it's a heavy burden mm. for a child to have to be wary of the fact that they could possibly lose their life if they don't follow certain rules and even then they could still lose their life it don't really matter regardless over a broken taillight it doesn't matter it doesn't matter. And uh, so when I hear, uh, you know, white folks talk about um, how they want to be sensitive, you can't be sensitive. That's, that's, but that's what your, your home has taught you. Your home has taught you coddling, hurt feelings. We don't want to hurt people's fragility. feelings. Fragility. You want to be nice. That serves no one and nothing. It does nothing for the world. This is one of the reasons why I stand by not being nice. I do not, I'm not nice. You're not nice. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a nice person. You can't, you can't afford to be. I can't. <laughs> I can't afford to be Literally. nice. No, none of us can. It sacrifices yeah. myself for your sake to make you feel good about something that you don't want to fucking deal with. Deal with it. Deal with your shit. Everybody needs to deal with their shit. Stop leaving it for other people and other people's responsibility to to deal with your sensitivities and your triggers and shit. Go see a fucking therapist if you have triggers and things are triggering you all the goddamn time. See a therapist. Mm. It's not it's not my responsibility to manage. You want you want me to be black, a woman, and manage your fucking triggers? No, not doing it. You're asking too much. You're asking for way too fucking much. So you're trying. I mean, so many of the things that I think obviously black children are taught is meant for survival. Mm -hmm. So for you to already be enacting all of this just to stay alive on and and even those rules don't necessarily Mm -hmm. abide by anything. Um, I mean, it's, I just, I wish that people could see where they're asking to be coddled and comforted in a way and how that just continues to perpetuate the fucking issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to, it's yeah. hard to see when you're, when you don't know that you're brainwashed. Yeah. You know, I, you know, my, I, my dad was like, you know, they, they know better. And I'm like, but they don't, they don't know better because they're brainwashed. So this is something that they, they're just, regurgitating rhetoric it's not even their own belief they don't even know. oh it's, it's just whatever has been passed right. down they haven't even thought about yeah. it it's just what they've heard they don't even know that they actually don't believe that because they haven't even come into contact with their actual self to figure out what actually works for them mm. instead they're just regurgitating words from a textbook like I, and i've said it before and i you know i hope it happens one time in my life where i could just sit down with a bunch of fucking Princeton, Yale, white men in a room and tear their hair. Destroy them. (laughs) I knew. Destroy. Just 
because you think you're knowledgeable, you don't know anything. All you know is from the books you read and everything that you're saying is, is just, is a textbook. You have no life experience. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter really what you're learning from a book. If you don't even know the questions to ask. Right. Well, and also the books that you're learning for are most of them are lies. So literally, what are, you, what are you saying? Everything that you're saying is hot air and you don't even know it, but y'all bigging yourselves up and gassing yourself up. Leave it to me to tear you down. Just please, 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 please put me in a room. Put me in a room with some, with some white. You hurt everybody's just feelings. Put, put me in the room with them. Just give me, just give me 30 minutes. Everyone would leave changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that video you sent me the other day of um the couple which one the, <laughs> the one where she's like your sex wasn't good <laughs> you're <laughs> she's like I feel I don't think anyone should be cheated on but I don't feel bad about cheating <laughs> she said your sex is shit you don't dress like a man and you're a I dickhead <laughs> And and one of the questions she asked was like, did you still have feelings for me when we showed up to this interview? And he was like, well, yeah, but then you called me a dickhead. And that just gave me such an insight into like, that relationship was always her hurting his feelings constantly and him running into it willingly because- oh, His responses were what cracked me I up. I just can't even imagine. I can't even imagine sitting there. It was like he was hearing for the first time how much she always hated him. Like he was just- She was like, I tell my current boyfriend you're a dickhead. I, I, first of all, both of you have fucking issues. What's <laughs> going on? Oh God, this is the, 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 I just, I watched it and I was like, she is destroying the life he thought he had. I mean, it's over. He was like, fuck, really? Like, <laughs> he, he has to relook at every moment of every part of that and wonder if he was actually in a relationship and who he was. <laughs> to her, nobody. Because I, I promise she was not, she didn't wake up that day of the interview and then just decide to say those things. <laughs> she was always saying those things. I watched it. And I want to say something. That was me in high school. I mean... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, I was like, if this ain't a fucking Sagittarius, I don't know who is. This is a fire sign. Just unconcerned. I was like, I, this is a fire sign. This is a fire sign with a Scorpio moon. This is someone that, like... Actually, Scorpio moons would care too much. I don't think she cares. I think uh -huh. she's just like, this is how it is. She didn't. Like she was speaking very matter-of-factly. She was just like... I remember when I was in high school, I would say things and... and and it was just like Michelle, Michelle, you can't say that. I'm like, why not? It's true. I don't understand. Why can't I say it? If it's true, I'm just telling the truth. Yes, but there's a yeah. way that you can tell the truth. But why? Why a way? Why not the actual truth? I'm just telling you the truth. I remember unfiltered. I remember there was a guy. I was dating this guy. This was after high school. I was dating this guy, and he. I might have told this story before, but. You know, I love your story. I might have, but he, we, he liked me for a very long time and, and I liked him too, but not like that. And then, you know, I broke up with my boyfriend and I was just like, okay, you know, yeah, well, let's, let's have we'll a little, rebound. let's have a little summer fling, you know, but then, yeah, yeah. then it died down for me and I was like, mm, I don't want this. And I bet it didn't die down for him. <laughs> sure didn't. 
And uh, one of the reasons was because he didn't have a mind of his own, and I didn't like that. And I and I trialed it out a couple of times. I tested him a couple of times, and we were in the yeah. You want to make sure before you return it that you know you. I was just yeah. I was just like I were in the check the merchandise. We're in the car one time and. He was listening to something. I said, I don't like this. Turn it. And he turned it. And I was like, ew. Like, he turned it. <laughs> that was the worst thing he could have done. The worst. He didn't put me in my place. Nothing. He just, he t- actually turned it. He didn't even say yeah. that that was rude. He didn't even call me out. He just did it. And I was like. Oh. Can you can you imagine if you told your current partner, <gasps> turn, turn, <laughs> turn that, turn that off. Turn that song. His face. You'd be out of the car. Firstly, you even knew. I wouldn't He'd leave you. <laughs> I wouldn't even think to say that. Okay. <laughs> that, would, <I> would. <laughs> that wouldn't even be a thought in my mind. No, I don't think it would go well. And um, <laughs> unless I was actually like playing a game with him and he knew that. Because if I said something, yeah, yeah. Like that, oh, but, but but he would have to know. It would have to be. Would, if, I, if I said if I said turn that, he would already be like, oh, I know you're playing with me. So. <laughs> That was the initial. That was the beginning of the game. Me saying, "Turn it." Yeah. Okay. So, of course, I, flirting for you is really someone telling you, "No, I'm not going to fucking do that." Right. So stop telling me and shut up. Right. <laughs> so I remember when I when I called it off with him. Called um, it off sounds so official. I love it. I did. I called it off. I was just like, I don't. I don't think this is working. He was really upset. He wasn't happy about it. Um, but we had to do a play together and we were, we were, we were a couple in the play as well. And he had to kiss me in the play and I had no problems doing it. I was like, we're just acting. Yeah. Big deal. And he was just like, I, oh, when he, when he was, he was kissing you on that stage. He was like, he was, he was like, how could you, how could it. you be so cold? And I was like, I'm not being cold. We're just acting like we've kissed before. Yeah. So I don't see what the big deal is. He was like, you know, I, I, I really think that, you know, the way this went down, it's just a little bit messed up. And I really want to talk to you about it. I'm like, well, we can't talk right now because we're in the middle of the show. So maybe after the show. So after the show, because I directed the show, so I had to do everything. So <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> so after the You were like, hold on. Am I, am I speaking to you as an actress on this stage or as the director? Because right now I have a note for you. Because I, I basically message. said, I was like, we're at work. We can't talk about this right now. And so we, after the show, this is the last line of the show, tore down the set and everything. I get home. I'm tired. Okay. And I get home and he's, he's helping me bring and all this stuff. And he's like, all right. He's like, I really want to talk to you. And I'm like, can we talk later? Cause I'm really tired. Like I just, and he was like, I really want, he's like, I have to say, I have to, we have to talk about this. I'm like, okay, fine. Okay. Girl, I don't remember what he said because I fell asleep on the stairs while he was still talking <laughs> to me. I fell asleep. I went <laughs> literally. And he I fell asleep and woke up to him saying, Michelle, Michelle. And I woke up, so I couldn't even play it off. <laughs> and I woke up and he was just like, I can't believe that you fell asleep. He was like, man. And I said, I told you I was tired. So if you want to talk about this tomorrow, we can talk about it tomorrow. I don't know what else to tell you. Like what else do you want me to say? And yeah. I think I think my lack of remorse for falling asleep made him just shut it down and never he never wanted to talk to me about it again, which was even better for me because I was like, there's nothing to talk about. But <laughs> I, yeah, I already he, he took that personally. Yeah, I said what I needed to say. 
We had a conversation. I heard you out. You heard me out. It's done. Now you're trying to do some other investigating. I don't know why. I've told you I'm tired. You don't want to hear that. So go ahead and talk. But if I fall asleep, don't say I didn't tell you I wasn't tired because I, I was tired. So that's how I look at it. And so when I was watching this girl in this video, I was like, yeah, that was that's me. <laughs> Just done. Just like... Like done and trying to say the thing that's true so that he just leaves her the fuck. Well, because I don't know how to, I don't know how to sugarcoat things. So when she, when he said, how was sex with, what was your, the worst part of having sex with me? And she was like, everything, all of it, (laughs) all of it. And he's like, what? He asked the question. Right. He got the answer. She was like, your sex was shit. That was a possible answer. I mean, I think the same thing with that relationship, right? With you and this, this, uh, this summer fling is that they weren't paying attention to who they were dating Mm-mm. because you are not someone who wants to sit around and, and be sentimental about things that you've, I've, you've seen and you've decided are not what you want, aren't good for you, aren't the path. And so once you shut that shit down, you go in the direction that you're going to go. Done. And so anyone water signs i would imagine <laughs> they're just a pisces yes it was a pisces <laughs> exactly De- desperately trying to get every just suckle every little bit of information so that they can sit and torture themselves at night cry about four years you know have a reason to go to their friends and, and, and bitch about you because now they have every receipt that they found I mean, trying to scrape to the goddamn bottom. Meanwhile, there's no bottom to scrape to. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, you're like on a yacht somewhere (laughs) else with a different man. You're on into your next marriage, maybe. Like you're done. I remember when I when I broke up with my first boyfriend after like four years of being together, and he was devastated. And but it was a tumultuous relationship. He was abusive. I didn't. He just it wasn't good. Yeah. And I left. He needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And um, we were young though. And uh, he, I think it was like a week after we broke up. Now we were together for four years, but I would go a week after we broke up. We went to go get some ice cream. And he's like, how have you been? I was like, I feel amazing. I said, don't you feel free? I just feel free. You're like, isn't this so great? Now we can just be like casually friends if we want. And he's like devastated. He was, he was just like, he looked at me and he like kind of like almost shook his head in disbelief. Like he he was looking at me like I was psycho. He was just like, "You're fucking crazy." Like, how do you turn it <laughs> off? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, but I turned it off a long time ago. I was just extending it yeah. to see if I could, but I couldn't go anymore. So I had to like, you know, call it off. Well, I, yeah, it's like you you when you make by the time you make the decision and come to them, it's already been made. Oh yeah. But like there is no yeah. there's no negotiation oh yeah 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 for you yeah yeah it's like it's like I've thought I've been thinking about this it's not something that I just kind of just yeah. realized I realized this and then I continue to go through this relationship watching and it just reconfirmed the thing that because I was realizing my empathy is in staying my empathy is in realizing it and being like you know what I see who this person is and I didn't know how to communicate effectively mm. um, with people like that. So I would just stay in hopes that I could figure out for myself how to learn how to live with people like that. Yeah, how to exist. Right, how to exist. But my thing is that if I can't 
coexist with you because of who you are. I think it's more, it's fair to you that I leave because that would be a lie. And I don't know how to do that. I can't act like, you know, some people will stay in a relationship for, for years knowing they can't fucking stand the other person. I don't know how people do that. That'll work my anxiety, girl. I think also too, sometimes people, they do, they do that to themselves. So of course they're going to do that mm. in w- regards to other people. And I don't know how to lie yeah. to myself about something that I don't like or that I'm not into. Mm. And mm. which, are, which is why I'm so open to being, um, kind of like told off by the universe is like this is who you are and no matter how that message comes like I see and I'm like damn that is who I am am I okay with that if I'm not okay with it then I'm going to change it I don't know how I'm going to change it but I'm going to implement certain things to move myself forward because I I don't like that person I don't want to be that person um, so that's how I am with myself. You're, yeah, you're not you're not someone who like silently suffers in something that they feel like they can't change, Mm-mm. which is like the most admirable thing about you. I feel like because a lot of listen, I do it too. Where it's like you stay in something because it's comfortable or because you're like I'm afraid of what comes next or whatever it is. And I, you know, that's something that I admire I'm always I'm always just like once I realize, once I see it, I can't unsee it, and I gotta go. Yeah, I'm always ready for an adventure. Like you know, some people like to hang on for hang on because it's been a long time. I'm like, I'm ready for the newness. Bye. (laughs) You're like, I want to feel again. (laughs) Water signs. We're just like, I want to feel again. What's something that was really sad five years ago that I can cry over a little bit more tonight? No, I like to be excited. And when I get bored, I'm like, I got to go. I can't stay here. Like, you, like, there's nothing here anymore. Well, I, I think sometimes people get bored too and they start creating issues to like, I can stay here and then I can also have a little bit of that jolt by inserting myself into too many things okay. and by getting too involved in this and by talking about this thing but not doing anything about it for like, I mean... That's too, that's not, you, know. you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like work, and I don't want to do work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do nobody else's work. I'm not doing it. Oh, my God. There was something I retweeted yesterday that was so fucking funny. And I don't think, I don't even know if it was meant to be funny, but the way I read it, I was like, this feels like Michelle. <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can find it. I didn't see it. So much, tra- so much trash on my timeline. Hold on. Uh... <laughs> God damn it. Um, I started watching The Good Place the other day. So I've been re- oh my God, that little boy with the, uh, the, the, guy, the kid that got grabbed out of the way. Oh. <laughs> I just found that. Um, feels like a year ago. Hold on. I'm oh gosh. Here. When you, oh, when you nope, put that up, when you put my voice over it. <laughs> it's literally my favorite. <laughs> The way that Thanks. he grabs him was saw, like, as I yeah, as I saw the video of this little boy that's like interrupting a proposal, and like the first time he goes in and he blocks everything, he comes out, and then the second time it's like he just gets yanked. <laughs> it's like just gets yanked. Classic. Okay, fuck, I can't find it. Maybe it got deleted, but essentially it was just someone being like. Um, it was like, it was kind of like in line with like your email doesn't find me well, but it was just like something about like, oh, 
it, she said, work will never be fulfilling to me because I fucking hate work. <laughs> like there is no, there is no job that will be fulfilling to me. I literally hate to work. <laughs> and I was like, why? <laughs> I respect that, man. Because have... that's the truth of it. If we all just stopped rushing to make things and do things so we could ignore how we're feeling because we're just so busy with everything. Right. It's fine to just admit to ourselves, I well, fucking hate to work. But that's it, though. That is it, is the fact that we don't want to admit to ourselves and take accountability to then d- discover our actual selves. Because that's when you realize, like, wait, I actually really don't like this. Because you can't unring that bell once you know that you don't like something. Like you could say, I don't like it, but you could feel like, well, I have to do it. But when you start taking care of yourself, you realize I don't got to do shit. Right? Because mm-hmm. my motto when I, when I started working, I don't need to follow these rules. Because <laughs> I can always That's get... why you work for your goddamn self. <laughs> yeah, because I can get another job. When people are just like, well, you could be fired. Well, fire me because I can get another job. There are many jobs. My favorite... My favorite memory of you, my headphones are dying, but my favorite memory of you is, well, I have so many, but is you sitting there, um, you were working with a, a company to make some songs. Yes. And they were fucking with you and just how little you gave a fuck about the responses. Like they were stressed and you were just like, well, this is what it's going to be. And if you need me to record it, it's going to be another thousand dollars. <laughs> like just, and, and, and if you just need to take what I've done already and take it, that's fine, but you won't be getting any more edits and you won't be getting, I mean, just like the lack of like, I'm not going to work with you. These were the rules. This is what we did. And so you have money and so figure it out. And they came back after like the weekend. That's right. Because the thing is, I know my value. I know my value. And so they came at me like, we hope you understand. If you can just go back and no, I can't just do nothing. Because you're like, I hope you understand. Listen, <laughs> the deadline said June 10th. It's June 12th. And yep. every, everything you're, you're asking of me was not in the contract. And that's your bad. Because I didn't write the contract. I still have the playlist of all the songs they sent you on Spotify that they were like, can it sound like this? I might have, to, you know what? I think I'm going to change the title of it, but I'm going to release that playlist for the Patreon BB. So you can just hear how fucking different every song was and how it made no sense. Like they were like, can you make songs that sound like this? And that's, exa- is, is that not what I did? I did exactly that. And as soon as, and they sent you something else. And then I, I sent it to them. They were like, actually, and that was because they were the third party. That's why, because the actual company that wanted the songs hired them and they told me this is what we want. They wanted to sound like, okay, cool. I did it. Then they sent it back to the main company and they were like, that's not what we wanted. Whose fault is that? That's not my fault. Mm -hmm. I was, listen, why did you tell me? Because you told me, oh, this is amazing. This is wonderful. And then the next day was like, actually, it's not great because they actually didn't. Okay, and I'm going with the first email. So, uh, can you do another four? Yes, for another X amount of money. Because I listen, I don't work for you. Yeah, you're like I don't want. I'm not here to be friends with you. I'm not on your payroll. This was your mistake, not mine. And they paid for it. They sure did. (laughs) And then you know what happened? I made the new songs, and then they actually ended up using the old songs. So you know, I just. (laughs) They, they ended up spending five extra grand. And I'm like, okay, I mean, fine for me. God bless them. 
God bless. Now you know next time, maybe. Now you know to ask for 10K next time. But I feel like also, too, it's just like next time you should probably double, triple, verify before you talk about some, oh, that was a wonderful. This is wonderful. This is exactly what we needed. Mm -mm. Listen, when they came back, it was just kind of like. You were already done with the project. Like you were done with the relationship. Like you were done. And I even said in the email, I said, listen, normally I don't entertain something like this. So. I don't know. I don't know how to help you in this, but good luck to I you. Hope, yeah. I said, good, I hope you're well. <laughs> I said, good luck in whomever you find to redo these tracks for you, but it's not going to be me. Not without this money. Cause I'm not going to redo it. I'm not on, I'm not on reserve. I just feel like after you write your first great novel, <laughs> um, your memoir, I just feel like you need to come out with a series of books that are telling people exactly how to respond to emails, <laughs> <laughs> how to respond to exes, how to <laughs> respond to bosses, how to respond. I think, like, I think it's because it's like, when you know who you are, there's no fear. I'm not trying to make you believe that I'm a good person. I don't care what you think about me. Mm. I just don't. And if that bothers you, then we probably shouldn't work together. But I will, I will never care about what you think about me, ever. Nobody can make me think or believe that their, their opinions of me are going to matter. They will never matter. Mm. I do, you can feel how you want to feel. I think the important part of that, too, is that you do a really good job. This is just like a compliment to Michelle. Episode. <laughs> so like you do a really good job of being very open to like new information, mm -hmm. like criticism, any of those things, but it's never in a place of like wanting to trade yourself over for their vision of what you should be and how you should do it. Mm -hmm. It's always coming in from your own lens mm -hmm. and you are moved only when you want to be moved. Mm -hmm. True. And everybody should move that way because you do that. That's where your power is because people feel like they can threaten you. You can't threaten me. Listen, because I have no fear. So if you meant to kill me today, then I guess I'm dying, but I'm not going to, I'm not begging you for anything. I'm not going to beg you for nothing. I'm not going to, I don't even need to give you an attitude about anything. I'm just saying, this is who I am. I'm just being who I am. So if that's bothering you to the degree that you want to sue me, you want to shoot me, you want to, then so be it. But I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to alter who I am to make you comfortable with yourself and your power or your quote unquote power that you think that you need to have over someone or somebody. You have no power over me. And if that's pissing you off, then you got to deal with yourself because I don't know how to help you with that. But thank you for, I said it in my stories, my mother, but thank you for giving me the power though. <laughs> I like power. <laughs> uh, my headphones died. So I feel like this is a good time to end this episode. Oh, I love, I love it. The sound is better. Is it? Yeah, it sounds better. You sound oh, well, fuck. Well, you know what? We're learning new things every time. Who knew? Maybe next I time. I don't know. We Do we, are we recording another one so we can answer questions? Or are we just... Um, no. Okay. We'll have to do it another time. Okay. Because I got to go through, like... I don't even know if any of this recorded. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so we'll see. You might have um, two out of this or three out of this. We, I mean, who knows? Anything could happen. Mm -hmm. I do have a bunch of questions, emails and stuff that we can do, but we can always do that 
just another day. Okay. Um, for those of you who don't know, you can email us at nolasdetected at gmail.com if you want advice. We highly recommend you check out, um, first of all, check out the podcast, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. But if you're here, you should also check out Anchor. You can donate monthly to us to keep this podcast going. And we super appreciate it. We do, because I love those little quarterly. <laughs> every every once in a while, it's like, and we both got 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's like, ding, ding, Venmo. Oh, shit, yes. And I, I think we got another one soon. I got to Oh, I'm so excited. Together. My mouth waters. Um, you can find me at Megan Tonjes on most things. I'm Michelle Moore. You already know how to spell it. Just Google. I mean, I don't know what else. To I just, I just want to see the breakdown of season one to season three, just like how little Michelle gives for her outro. I don't want to have to spell my name every single time. Y'all go back. Go M I S H A L M O O R E. I love it. I miss it. Um, and just remember, anyone can get anyone it. can get it. <laughs> All of y'all can get it. Even your parents. The truth. Your grandmama. COVID. Your ancestors. Everybody. All of them. <laughs> All right. See you soon. All right. Bye, girl. Have fun, bitch.